Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Welcome to Sexology Podcast. This is a podcast that helps you to explore all things sex and relationships. You're listening to episode 323 three of Sexology Podcast. In this episode, we're excited to explore the topic of role play for couples. Our guest is Amanda Lauder, a certified sex and marriage coach who helps women from conservative Christian backgrounds love their sex life. Amanda helps women embrace their sexuality to help them strengthen their relationship with themselves and God. In this episode, we discuss the benefit of role play in the bedroom and why people might engage in it. We're going to talk about how to talk about role play with your partner and how to decide what to role play. Amanda shares some common role play scenarios and gives tips on how to make the experience enjoyable for all partners involved. And lastly, we discuss some of the favorite props that can help people get in the mood for role play. Whether you're new to role play or a seasoned pro, there is something for everyone in this episode. But before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to remind you about our free resource, the 101 things to keep your relationship hot checklist. This comprehensive list is designed to help you keep the passion alive in your relationship and include some creative role play ideas to explore in the bedroom. Whether you're looking to reignite the flame or keep things interesting, this checklist has something for everyone. From simple acts of affection to more adventurous ideas, you'll find plenty of inspiration to keep your relationship hot. So be sure to download this free copy of 101 thing to do in the bedroom today. Uh, you can find the link in the show notes or on our website, sexologypodcast.com. And now let's get back to today's episode on role play with our guest, Amanda Lauder. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited to welcome Amanda Lauder on our show. Amanda, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad that you accepted our invitation. I usually ask people about pronunciation of your first name and last name, but yours <laughs> seemed easier. Is that, did I say that correctly? Okay, perfect. Yep. I was like, oh no. Yep, I'm loud. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect name for someone in our field. <laughs> yes, it, I know people ask me all the time, like, is that actually your name? And yes, it's actually my name. <laughs> Well, today we're going to talk about a role play. So before diving into that, tell us, how did you get in this realm of sexual health? Yeah, so I went through a whole transition for myself and my sexuality years ago. When I was married to my first husband, we both entered the marriage as virgins. We had never had sex with anyone before. We're very conservative Christian. And so we didn't really, either one of us, neither one of us knew much about sex and it was something that I did for him, and I didn't really have a lot of pleasure or understanding of my body and my sexuality, and it was really hard for many, many years. And so after about 12 years of marriage, and our marriage was really struggling, I decided, well, maybe if the sex gets better, our marriage will get better. And so I finally 
had to work through a lot of the sexual shame that I had. Finally bought my first vibrator, finally had my first orgasm, and it's been smooth sailing from there, except for I no longer am married to him. <laughs> I got I got remarried. <laughs> I got remarried and my second husband and I have a great sex life. And so when I started coaching women who were struggling in their marriage and contemplating divorce, because that's what I had been through, I started to see a pattern of a lot of women struggling with sex. And so because I had worked so much on myself and had gone through such a transformation myself, then I decided to help women in this area. So I've been doing that for about three and a half years now. What an inspiring story. And I think it's amazing that you invested in your own sexual health. And I always tell couples that they come into my practice that it's going to be a win. Whether you're going to remain in the relationship or leave in the relationship because you're cultivating kind of skills and strategies and getting to know yourself. And that will be beneficial regardless of if you continue the relationship or not. I'm sorry the relationship ended, but I'm glad that you are now in a fulfilling relationship. It resonates yes. with, with my experience as well. And my listeners, they know that the way I got into a sexual health world is that I struggled with dyspronia. So sex was very painful. It and is. through that journey, yeah. I was in a relationship. I went to sex therapy and I got my first vibrator and all of that. And ever since, yeah. <laughs> I kept that vibrator. I'm not in that relationship. <laughs> and this is my work. So it yes, definitely paid off, it. paid off for me as well. So when we're talking Good. about long-term relationship, sometimes yeah. it's a challenge for people to keep the relationship exciting. One of the yeah. great way that some people kind of think about spicing up their relationship is role play. But I want to hear from you that why do you think some people might benefit from role play? I think role play can be really great in building trust and intimacy in a relationship. When you have to open up and share with your partner, your fantasies and your desires and what you want, that can really build trust. And, you know, opening up and being known and knowing a person fully, that's what intimacy really is. And I think it's just a great way to also get out of the mundane and the everyday life. I love that. I think like one of the best part of sex is like giving you a break from like daily living and it can help you to kind of yes. get transported to another time and another space and then have experienced another type of energy. So tell us what are some of the barriers that some people might experience when when it comes to role play? Well, I think when we open up to our partner about our innermost desires and fantasies, it can be very vulnerable and we're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of them maybe not agreeing or making fun of us or something. And so when we can be solid in our position and really just be open and vulnerable and not looking for validation and being okay with them not being okay with it, then I think that's going to, again, create more trust and intimacy in the relationship and open things up. But it can really be, you know, a great way to just let the, our partner in and let them know who we truly are at our core and what excites us in the bedroom. Absolutely. And when it comes to role play, there is a galaxy of option out there. I know that some people like do role play light. Some people have like lots of props and it, it for yeah. them, it's more of a production. So it's important yeah. to, for people to know what, what feels comfortable for them. So if, I want to, if we want to talk about it with our partner, how do you recommend us to bring it up? I think, you know, you have to be, again, solid in who you are and what you want and be okay with whatever their reaction is. And then I always say, like, start small. Like, you don't have to go all out from the get-go. 
but really, you know, just start small. And maybe it's even just, you know, start with some texting, role-playing different things with texting. So it's not even like a face-to-face conversation. And then, you know, you could expand on that and really what you're wanting to do. Then you can, you can bring in costumes. You can have like dialogue. You can, but you can also just start really small and just talking about what sounds like you might want to do something and what sounds good to you and what you might want to do in the future as a way to start gauging where each other is. I agree. You know, I do at times interviews with my listeners about their experiences, things that they want to kind of us to do more on this show. And one of our listeners that I was talking to, she shared this fascinating story with me that she said that their relationship was in such a tough place after having kids. And it's it's unfortunately common for many people. And she felt that she was not connected with her husband and she felt stuck. So she wants like, and she said like, it, it was like, it's been a few years that they implemented that. She, I don't know if you remember that there was this Britney video of her being schoolgirl. Yes. You remember that? <laughs> yes. She I do. said, I, I saw that my husband really liked that video. And one day I surprised him, opened the door and on the costume and started role play. I love it. <laughs> yes. She, she, she said it. that was a life changer, like a game changer for their relationship. So I, I think it's How different fun. ways that people can start the, this journey. Yes. I, I love that. I love that she just bent for it because sometimes it, it does feel very scary to open up that part of ourselves to our partner. It feels very vulnerable. And it goes back to the trust that you mentioned, that if you feel like you're trusting your partner, then that could be easier to be taking risk in the relationship. Because unless we yes. kind of experiment with things, we might not know. We might not know if we're interested in it, if this is the right thing for our relationship or not. So I think it's important to kind of make sure that you are feeling comfortable with your partner to show that part of yourself. And I love the idea of texting. Like on such a low key way of engaging and testing the water and your partners. Yes. So I think that is wonderful. So with with this particular listener, the idea came from the video. But how do you recommend yeah. people to decide what to role play? You know, there's so many different ideas. There's I have a few different resources that I love to point people to just to get ideas. So there's the book 101 Nights of Great Sex that kind of introduces different role-playing things. I love the fantasy box subscription because it'll send you and you can kind of gauge your level of what you feel comfortable with or not. That's a really fun one. There's different scripts that you can find or buy from, there's one called like Sexy Role-Playing Scripts, Couples Edition. There's a website called Faithful Fling that is kind of a way to have a fling, but with your partner. <laughs> so it kind of just brings in those different role plays. But, you know, we we look at classic power dynamics like boss employee or teacher and student or like a hotel guest and the maid or a doctor and a nurse or a patient or whatever it is, you know. But even fantasizing about non-monogamy and things that are outside of our value system, that's okay. A lot of times it feels a little scary, but it's also very, you know, exciting to think of things like that. And so what we have to remember is there's a difference between fantasizing and actually wanting to act it out. One of my mentors, her name is Jennifer Finlayson Fife. She talks about how we often act out things that we would never do in real life. Like, you know, we want to act out like cops and robbers, right? Like just because we act out being a robber doesn't mean we're going to grow up and rob people, right? But it's that fantasy and that play and using that imagination that can help help our arousal levels and help 
bring more excitement to our relationship. I love that because I know many people have quote unquote politically incorrect fantasies and there's just like yes. so, so much judging themselves for having these fantasies. And I think it's, it's helpful to kind of give yourself permission to kind of experiment with these things. And if you have enough trust to experiment it with the partner and kind of thinking about this is something we're doing in this frame of this sexual play that we're doing and kind of like making sure that you're communicating that. You know, what's interesting at times people go outside their relationship. Of course, there are a number of different reasons that lead someone to cheat, but because they are kind of like they feel too defined, like in a way that, you know, yeah. this is something I, I like sexually, but I cannot bring it up with my partner because this is not who we are as sexual couples. Therefore, I'm seeking out this relationship or experimenting with something outside the relationship that give me the opportunity for a fresh start, new start. So I think it's it's yes. helpful for couples to have these check-ins conversations of kind of like, who are we now in this chapter of life? What are some of the things that we are interested in? And I love all the options you mentioned. And I feel like sometimes people feel too shy. Like they feel like, you know, sometimes they go get the scripts and they, they got traumatized from the drama class. <laughs> they get traumatized from the, <laughs> like kind of the memories of that and they get kind of like shy or anxious. What are some of the tips that you have for people to get into this kind of like playful part of themselves, access that parts? Yeah, I mean, I think remembering that it is just play, right? It's not something that's real. I think that's where our mind goes. Like, I've had many clients that said, well, if we do this, then it's like the slippery slope down to things that we're not okay with. And I don't think that's true at all. I think we can always make choices. But really just, you know, having working on that honesty and that communication and that trust with our partner is a good foundation for opening these things up. And if our partner comes to us wanting to do things, being willing to hear them without completely shutting them down or shaming them for this, and just knowing that they're opening themselves up and being vulnerable with you and because they want you to be a safe place for them. And that doesn't mean that you have to do it either. They, You get to decide if, you know, it needs to be consensual between both parties, of course. But being willing to even just talk about it and share it can often open up the door to more trust, more vulnerability, more intimacy in the relationship, which might open up the, more, the door for more role play, but it might also just create other avenues where you can be more intimate together. Absolutely. It brings this kind of freshness, I feel, in the relationship and, and it gives people opportunity to see their partner in a different light. And it, I yeah. think that's also can be very beneficial. I think managing expectation will also be important because sometimes people, for example, watch porn for years and they think they think this to be a certain way. But I think kind of, kind of bringing this element of curiosity and playfulness to it, I think it's it's really important. And I love that, as you mentioned, there are scripts that people can read. There are different ways that they can implement it. Or they could be even like as simple as like you're doing it as part of the foreplay. You don't need to be in, in the in, yes. in role the entire time. Yes. And even just, you know, talking about it, like what if you were wearing this and what if you did this and what if we were here? Just talking about it can help build that arousal, build that sexual tension, whether you actually you know, play it out or not. What are some of the good props that can, you find that people find it helpful when they are, they would like to kind of experiment with it? Yeah, I think it's so fun to bring in like costumes, you know, if you're acting out different power dynamics or something. 
or even just like a wig. Like you're mm-hmm. just becoming something else. Like, you know, maybe your partner has a fantasy of, you know, having sex with a redhead and you're a brunette. Like, you don't rather than like taking offense to that, like, oh, no, he's not attracted to me. Like, well, I can put on a red wig and we can totally act this out and fulfill his fantasy. Like that is a way to bring you closer. But if you start thinking like, you know, he's not attracted to me as I am, then it's going to take you further apart. So I love the idea of the week that you mentioned, because sometimes people think about kind of it needs to be something super elaborate. I personally like love costumes. I go to comic cons. I, I That's like diff- yeah. trying different persona is something I love. But it doesn't need to be something very different than yourself. Maybe it could be changing the kind of something in your outfit, maybe a lingerie that that makes you feel sexy yourself and has some element of that role can be helpful. Specifically, I found this very helpful for women when they change things like a like a wig or like wearing something that helps them to channel different part of their persona. So I tell people it's mostly yes. for you versus your partner. Uh, yes. But I think it's it can be an added benefit if you're doing as part of the role play. And I love the stranger idea. I, I always seen it in in movies. I have an experiment with it, but that sounds like a really, really fun way and safe way of spicing things up. Absolutely. I mean, especially when you're in long-term relationships and you've been with the same person for a long time, Things that you can do like, you know, it's like having sex with a whole new person, but it's still your committed partner. I agree. And sometimes as part of the person's kind of like role playing this new persona, you'll find that perhaps maybe you like spanking, maybe like more kind of a sensual experience or kind of using certain kind of toys can be fun. So I think it's it's helpful to be open minded. And in reality, like every every person is different. So if they're not into a role play or, or we find it silly, how do you recommend people to talk about it with their partner? How and when would be a good time? Well, I think just being open to hearing what each other has to say, again, without judgment, but just really like experiment and be curious. Like what, like what do you find attractive about it or what do you not find attractive about it? And I find that a lot of times fantasies and role play kind of gives a window into our partner's sexuality, what they find exciting and working within those things, whether you're role playing or not. Again, it's a way to build more trust and intimacy in the relationship, which is what I think we all want. I agree with you. And I think it's it's also important to be confident in our sexuality. I know we talked about shame earlier, but sometimes when we're not accept- accepting of ourselves, so when someone is not interested in doing something, we find we feel that they're rejecting us versus saying that I'm not into this particular kind of role play. So I think it's also important to have that in mind. And I tell people, depending on the relationship, you want to say yes to things that you're finding, like from zero to 10, zero is I hate it and 10 is it's mind blowing. Maybe experiment yeah. with things five and up. Like, so things yeah. that are neutral to positive. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think, you know, we're always looking for ways to keep things fresh and exciting and intimate. I think that's what, you know, I mean, sometimes we just want it fun, but I I love that when we can look and see what our partner wants, what we desire and share that with each other, that's just going to make things hotter in the bedroom. Right. And I think it's, it's really good to kind of like maybe giving yourself some time to kind of research the roles if you're interested in and kind of like looking to get some ideas, but also you want to kind of break your own personality. So I think that's also important. What are some of the surprising things that you learned about this 
throughout the journey of teaching people how to role play? I think just what a wide variety of things that people are interested in and turn them on. You know, there's so many things, whether, I mean, it can be the smallest thing, like wearing a new outfit or wearing some new lingerie. It can be so exciting for both the person wearing it and their partner. But it can also be something like, you know, way out of what you thought would be in your comfort zone or your partner's comfort zone are the things that really get you going and turn you on. But being open to that and be willing to try and experiment, you know, I think that's really, really important for both people to figure out what works for them and what doesn't. I agree. And I know that sometimes some people find it like easier if they are kind of like incorporated during kind of like sexual act that they're doing. And sometimes people want preparation, like they wanted to know, kind of discuss it ahead of time. What is your recommendation around that? Well, especially when you're getting started, I say definitely talk about it. I mean, you want consent from both parties. Talk about, you know, what's going to happen. Set boundaries. Talk about what you're willing to do, what you're not. Set up a safe word if needed. I love the stoplight system where we're constantly checking in with our partner. Are you green? Are you yellow? If we're red, we stop with no questions asked. And that way, you know, it lets your partner know that they can be comfortable no matter what, and you can be comfortable no matter what, and it can stop if consent is withdrawn at any time. Well, I agree with you that sometimes it's not people's things, right? People are not interested in this. It doesn't mean you're a bad person or like they don't want you, but this particular thing is not exciting for them. And you want to kind of like experiment with things. But if you you are you are asking for something specific that they're not interested in, the more that you push it, I find that that can create actually rupture in the relationship. I have yes. clients that they say that their partner is very fixated and, and getting something. There's nothing wrong with that, but they're pushing and pushing. And then the that actually impacts the relationship dynamic later on. Yes. And I think, you know, I think it's okay for the partner to be solid in who they are and asking for what they want, but also accepting your partner's boundaries. Like if, if it's a hard no, don't keep pushing. If they, if it's something that they want to work on and open themselves up to, that's up to them, but keep pushing and you're actually going to create more problems in the relationship. I agree. And I think it's also, it's important to be encouraging. I know, so, I, I know some, some couples and some people that I actually know that are very perfectionistic. And the yeah. things to need to look certain way and they yes. are easy to give feedback. Because again, nothing wrong with feedback, but you want to be thoughtful about it. Unless it's something that's not working for you, like kind of it's a boundary crossing. I wouldn't say you bring it up in the middle of sex. Maybe you can talk about it later on. And also, I think if you give encouragement, your partner will be more open later on to try more things. But if you are criticizing them, that can kind of reduce the willingness in your partner for future role plays. Yeah, but I've also seen, you know, partners who want something specifically and and maybe it's even outside the bedroom. They're not pushing it in the bedroom, but outside and they're but they're like, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. And they don't even give their partner the space to work on themselves and develop themselves and get to a point where they can desire that. And you know, sometimes we just have to set boundaries. Like, I don't want you to bring it up for six months or whatever so that I can have the space to start working on this in myself without feeling that pressure. But I think we should constantly be working on ourselves and opening ourselves up and working together as a partnership to make sure that both people are sexually fulfilled. I agree with you. And I think kind of maybe timeline would be helpful. And I think the other piece is it's, it's important to come from the person who 
who is in a receiver end to kind of like kind of get back to you about if they're ready to do something. Because as you said, that I've seen people yeah. working on things, experimenting with things, and maybe for a special occasion, because of how well you handle it, they're, they're gifting you this role play. Yes. But if you're pushing yes. things and pushing things, sometimes that can create resentment and frustration. And there's nothing wrong with being enthusiastic. I think that's awesome. But I think it's also important to kind of think about what would be the cost of pushing too hard. Agree, 100%. Well, Amanda, I know you have tons of great resources. Tell us more about, if people are interested to learn more about you, where can they access your content? Yeah, so my website is just amandalouder.com. I have a membership for conservative Christian women. It's called Embrace You, and they can learn to embrace their own sexuality and love their sex life. I have a podcast myself. It's called Sex for Saints, and it's geared towards conservative Christian women and couples and helping them get over the shame and understand their sexuality a little bit better. A lot of us weren't, didn't receive a comprehensive sexual education and healthy sexuality. And so I really want to provide information for this specific population where, you know, they might not feel comfortable listening to other podcasts that are outside of their value system. So it tends to keep things pretty conservative because that's who we are. But but we literally talk about everything. That's the best way. And then you can find me on social media at Amanda Louder Coaching. Amazing. Well, I love the name of your podcast, Sex with Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to check it out. Thank you so much for coming on the show and being so generous and sharing all of these great tips with us. Thank you so much for having me. And that concludes today's episode of Sexology on Roleplay for Couples with our guest, Amanda Louder. We hope you found this conversation helpful and insightful. As we discussed, roleplay can be a fun and exciting way to explore your sexual desires with your partner, but it can also feel intimidating and uncomfortable to bring up the topic. That's why I wanted to emphasize the importance of clear communication and of of course, consent when discussing role play with your partner. Remember to approach the conversation with open mind and playfulness and willingness to listen to your partner's thoughts and feeling and be honest about your own desires and boundaries and be respectful of your partner's feedback. And if you're feeling hesitant or unsure about how to get started with role play, Amanda's tips and ideas can be a great starting point. If you're on a more shy side, you can just send the episode to your partner and you can, that can help you guys to talk about it. And as always, I invite you to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and share this episode with anyone who might benefit from it. And don't forget to download our free resource, 101 Way to Keep Your Relationship Hot, which includes actually some fun roleplay ideas to explore in the bedroom. Thank you so much for listening to Sexology Podcast. I'll be back soon with more great content on all things sex and relationships. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.